0: Welcome to episode eighty-one of the Various and Sundry Podcast. I am your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the Vault Studio by my good friend, my colleague, my co host, and the man whose friendship I will be abusing this weekend, John Scott Sloat. Oh,
1: the project. Yes, I was like <laughs> abusing. And I was started to think, what public forum is he gonna have to abuse me on? And I went, Oh, yes, 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 it's yes. It's not a yes. public forum. No.
0: Yes, you will be uh, helping me with a tiling project.
1: Yes, retiling yes.
0: the kitchen floor.
1: So one of the quasi skills I do have. <laughs> um, and do we want to talk about the noise I, real quick? I think we gotta. <laughs> They're replacing the roof on our building. We have no control over this. It's Tuesday morning. We got We gotta record. So we apologize for the construction noise.
0: Yeah, it's I'm sure it's going to fade in and out at points and we're just I think hoping that no one falls through yeah, yeah, yeah. into our studio.
1: I'd hope there'd be some crumbling first. We might have some sort of at least that's how it works in the movies. There's some crumbling sure. first and then yeah. everything falls in. Yeah. But I saw a guy on the roof going at it with a pickaxe earlier. That's some intense roofing work. Well, this is a
0: the the building is ha, has a essentially a flat roof.
1: Yes. Which the
0: you know, design on that is questionable, I suppose. But I don't know. I saw guys up there and for whatever reason, as I'm walking in the building this morning, I, I was reminded of the scene in Shawshank Redemption. Which you, one?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they up where there. Where they do the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're yes. all working yes. away.
0: It, like for some reason, just a flat roof, group of guys. I mean, they're they,
1: tarring it. Yes. And they're they're disgusting. And then they get, uh, they get beer at the end of that, don't they? Yes. Yes. Because yes. Andy Dufresne yes. offers to
0: do – uh, and in that, he also offers to help one of the guards with his uh, taxes. That's right. Yeah. To shelter some sort of windfall that they that they got that – yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, that's really good. Such a great
1: movie. Been ripped off so many times too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So
0: – well, if you'd like to connect with the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at VNSPod. Pod. You can email the show, variousandsundrypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, which again, someday I'll one of us will revive. And uh, we are on YouTube as well. Yep, so, we are. Uh, we would love it if you would take the time to leave a glowing review and a five-star rating uh, on whatever platform you access the show. So – are we ready to talk some sports?
1: I, I I think so, yeah. I'm distracted by the roof noises. <laughs> okay. It'll probably come up again at yeah. some point. Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. So uh, NBA Finals, as we record on this Tuesday morning, the Bucks lead the Suns three games to two. Have you watched any of the Finals, John?
1: They start a little late for me. Nine <laughs> o'clock's a little late for me. So, uh, like
0: Literally starting after your bedtime.
1: Yes, yes. And anytime they, like, <laughs> announce a start time, it's usually like at least, 30 minutes later. At
0: least 15 to 20, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's just, why bother? But um, I do watch highlights in the morning, and uh, the Bucks coming out of nowhere all of a sudden. They seem to be a, a revived team. Well, they've had this pattern. I think every series in the playoffs this year, they've started
0: down 0-2. I mean, maybe it's not every series, but several series, they've started down yeah. 0-2 and then come roaring back. So they're following their pattern. Though, to be honest... I feel like several, at least two of the games that the Bucks have won, I would describe it more as the Suns lost, choked the games mm. away. Um, so I think that's you know a, a factor in that. But here's what drives me crazy: we live in such a culture of hype and hyperbole what? and and exaggeration. There is absolutely no way that is true. I know. I know. And so, you know, all these people now talking about Giannis as, you know, this uh, sort of elevating Giannis into this pantheon of players. And it's like, okay, first of all, they haven't won the series yet. And two, you know, they're talking about, well, uh, you know, uh, LeBron never won a title without a, you know, a big name second guy. But Giannis is doing it.
1: And let let Giannis win over the next 10 years let him win six of the next 10 yeah. NBA Finals then we, then we can have that conversation uh, yeah it's that's just, a 2030 conversation it's, yeah welcome to sports media today but in any
0: case um series has been entertaining I, I enjoy watching Devin Booker I think he's a fun player to watch yeah absolutely and Chris Paul has fallen off the face of the earth in the last few games he started off strong in the first two games mm. and then uh makes me wonder if he's hurt and we just don't know about it in any case, uh, I think it's game six tonight. Yeah, tonight, nine okay. o'clock. All right. Past your bedtime again. Yeah, as always. <laughs> All right. So perhaps by – <clears throat> well, certainly by next episode, we will have a NBA champion crowned.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Let's talk Major League Baseball. We had an uh, all-star game last Tuesday. Last so Tuesday. After we recorded. Yeah. Um, Didn't watch. I watched a little bit of it. Um, I. And I, I'm since I don't really follow baseball a ton. Sure, I'm late to the Shohei. Is that how you say his Shohei name? Otani? Yeah, yeah I, I'm late to the party on him.
1: Oh, he's fun. Yeah, um, but he's on the West Coast, so he doesn't get for the Angels. right? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't get as much coverage as maybe he deserves. But I mean, they're talking about what he's doing is more special than Babe Ruth because Babe Ruth was famously a pitcher and then said, "You want to know what? I'm going to switch to being a legendary mm-hmm. hitter." And Otani's doing. Both at the same time, yeah. Which is which is just and wild. being wildly successful at yeah. both, yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, fascinating to see to see him. A lot uh, of criticism of Joe Madden for letting him do that too. Yeah, I, that that's such a um, that's such a crazy to me. Like, if you you want your best player on the field, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> like, the guys hit what thirty four home runs already this year. Mm-hmm. Why, why would you not? And and his ERA, I think, is under three. I think it's under three. Yeah. I mean, you would kill to have two separate guys—one who was a guy hitting that many home runs, and then a pitcher whose ERA is under three—and and to have you only got to pay him once. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're getting great value out of that. So, uh, and your Mets—I mean, the, the the second half of the season has started back up. Oh, and that that reminds me. The Mets manager got tossed, did he not?
1: And suspended. Yeah. Did you see that? Where, where I just heard, a, saw a headline, so I don't know what happened. Well, first of all, the Mets, the Mets manager never played professional baseball, but has sort of been like this guy who's come up through the system mm-hmm. and is now the manager. And he's he's younger; he's probably in his forties. He's pretty young for a manager, but he's built, and so he looks pretty intimidating when he comes out of the dugout to argue with a, with an umpire. And yeah. he's usually pretty calm, cool, and collective. But there was a play, and we don't need to relive it, but there was a play <laughs> where he came out and I was like, oh my goodness, Luis is going to – he's going to punch him. And, and you just saw like his arms and he's like pointing in his face and, and he made contact with the umpire and that got That's him – That's a no-no. That got him a two-game suspension. But he, he restrained himself and, and did not punch the umpire. But it was one of those moments on the play where like the player and the manager are on the field arguing the call while the other team is just running the bases. <laughs> And so we, I think we gave up three runs, three or six runs in that first inning and uh, nearly lost the game in that moment but came back to win. win. So. Okay. How many games
0: was he suspended? Just two. Okay.
1: So he got thrown out of that one. That's one, right? And then he was he was suspended from last night's game and tomorrow's game. Yeah, and or in a 162-game
0: game season, th- missing yeah. two games is oh, yeah. a drop in the bucket. A, a, not even a drop in the bucket. So um, uh, on the sports front, uh, oh, also have the Olympics
1: coming up. Yeah. Well, did you see the people in Japan are protesting in the streets over like not being able to attend the Olympics?
0: Yeah. Well, and not to turn this uh, – I certainly don't want to turn this into a COVID episode by any means. But it's fascinating to me. Like the I, th- I can't remember the specific number. but the But the percentage of the Japanese population that's actually been vaccinated is – it's like five percent, I think. It's like some like crazy low number. That's where wild you're like, to me. Yeah, this, you know, you might expect that in a in a less developed, poorer country. Sure, but Japan. Yeah, you you expect
1: it to be with you know, that subway system. You would think they could figure out the vaccination <laughs> process. Think. Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah. Do you have specific events in the Summer Olympics that you? Particularly enjoy.
1: So I always enjoy the Olympics, just about just about anything, because I love becoming an expert in something I know nothing about. Yeah. So like diving, oh, that was a little too much of a splash there, or <laughs> right, mm, that was a good dolphin kick off the wall for that uh, that particular athlete, yeah. or you know. Uh, so I I enjoy that, and I enjoy watching the obscure sports. Yeah. Um, probably less watching the marathon running or something <laughs> like that. That that's pretty boring to me. Yeah, some of those longer distance
0: runs. They're smart to be like, well, we'll start, and then we'll cut away to something else, and then we'll jump back into the event after you know, 20 minutes, and they've you know, they're a little ways into
1: the race, yeah. You know? Like, and and I I enjoy watching Americans most of the time com- compete. Uh, I also enjoy watching very small countries with just like one athlete yeah. doing well out of nowhere, and that that's really exciting to me. So, how about you? Anything you you're looking for the on the Olympics? Yeah, I, um.
0: I enjoy some of the track and field. Like the sprints are always yeah. compelling, I think. And um, I also uh, – I enjoy – I guess I'm cu- more curious than ever, I think, this year about how uh, how the USA's men's basketball team is going to do because they lost two exhibition games. They just beat Spain though recently. They did. Yeah. They did. But – Normally you come into those things and you're like, OK, is anybody really going to challenge the Americans? Yeah. You know, and this year it's – the Americans still should probably win, but there's less of that certainty with that.
1: I heard an interview uh, with Reggie Miller saying that the 96 team would beat the 92 team. Yeah, he's he's lost his mind. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that 92
0: team – was stacked is it's probably the greatest collection of basketball talent ever put together on the same floor. <laughs> it's right
1: above us now.
0: Yes, it it kind of has that vibe of yeah, like an airplane. Like you know, you watch those old movies and you hear the sounds like in World War Two of the airplane coming in. It to does bomb, sound like that. Yes. bomb the building. You
1: know? Yes, every stocked sound of London <laughs> being bombed in any movie. That's what we're hearing right now. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes, indeed. So uh, I am looking forward to the Olympics. They start this upcoming weekend. And um, we're just over a month away from the start of the college football season. Yeah. August 28th is the first weekend for that. And then the NFL begins uh, not till September 9th. That's the Thursday night game. Uh, I do think obviously there's some – uh, preseason games before that, but they've cut that back, haven't they? I think it's two two only games two maybe this yeah. year because they went to a seventeen game yeah. regular season.
1: Yeah, the Jets will not go eight and eight. Yeah. Speaking of the Jets,
0: I-, I saw one of their assistant coaches or coordinators was in a bicycle accident. Did you see? No, this? I didn't see this. That no. No, was I was on my Twitter feed this morning. Really? I forget who it was though. Hmm. Yeah, like it apparently he's in like critical condition. Really? From, from a bicycle accident. Interesting. So, I'll have to look into anyway. You want to check that out, but that's what's going on in the world of sports. So I think we're ready to move on to our main topic today, <laughs> which is a show about nothing.
1: Yeah, 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 Seinfeld.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about Seinfeld if we can uh, do so over the uh, uh, air raid attacks that yeah. we're experiencing here. But um, so. Uh, this felt like a, a topic that kind of fits the summer, just light, casual kind of vibe. I mean I – you know, I get weary of the constant oh, heaviness in some ways of of discussions within the evangelical church and cultural issues and that sort of thing. So um, we will probably tackle some more substantive uh, topics down the road here. Yes, but, yes. But uh, – Today we're talking about Seinfeld. Now uh Seinfeld, nine seasons, hundred and seventy three episodes. It ran from nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety eight. So basically you're early like you're you, you were you I was were born in eighty eight. Okay.
1: Eighty eight. Yeah.
0: So you were not watching Seinfeld as it was an active show.
1: No. Uh, really what I watched was TBS reruns yes. uh, of it because I think they would show like an hour every day after school of Seinfeld. So it was like yeah. two episodes yeah. and then that led to getting the DVD set, which of course got mangled and all sorts of stuff. And then that led to watching it on Hulu now because yeah. it's uh, all the all the seasons, all the episodes are on Hulu. Yeah. So I uh, –
0: I, I was I think I picked it up probably in season probably season three, like in terms of watching it live, um, and then obviously went back and you know, with TBS running mm-hmm. it constantly, and then going into syndication even on local channels, um, picked it up that way. So um, there's a lot of different directions we we can go, but but why do you think the show resonated?
1: That's a that's a good question. I'm not totally sure. <laughs> um, it's a show about four single adults living in New York City, and just the random stuff that happens in their lives.
0: Right, and and they were, like, it's interesting. It's hard to get a good read on how old they're portraying to be in the show, right? I mean, they're yeah. late, like. Late 20s, early Late 20s, 30s. early
1: 30s. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so there's a sense in which it, it kind of occupies the same space as Friends. So it was mm-hmm. before
1: Friends. Yes, yes. Although Friends was probably more early 20s, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, probably. A little younger yeah. demographic there. But um, it, it it's certainly one of those – I mean it's an ensemble show. Mm-hmm and um you know so you get your main character Jerry Seinfeld which i mean it it's sort of based on his own life ish because he plays himself in the show and he's a stand up comedian mm-hmm. as he was in real life and still is but um i i think that what what made the show for me stand out was um the characters eventually developed into very interesting people, terrible people. <laughs> we'll, we'll circle back to that in a minute. But um, the—
1: <laughs> They're right over us again. My goodness. <laughs> the
0: um, to, to me, the genius of the show ultimately was the writer's ability to take two, three, sometimes even four yeah. very distinct— Plot lines that at the start of the show you're like, how are these gonna ever be tied together? And by the end they come together and you're like, it all makes sense now. It all they're makes all, sense. They're yeah. all connected.
1: Yeah, and they all come together in very humorous ways. Yes.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, do uh, uh how do you think the show has aged? Because they still do run it on TBS.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, one of the things I appreciate about the show is it's, it's. It's just trying to be funny. Yeah. You know, uh, one thing uh, One thing I remember hearing Jerry Seinfeld say when he was – he did like Q&A at SNL's 40th. Um, and he's on stage taking questions and all these things. And somebody asked him just like, uh, why didn't you do this in the show about some social issue? And he goes, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we didn't do everything we could to cure society's ails. <laughs> and that that was – it was yeah. a show that was meant to be funny, yeah. um, and sometimes I, I get a little worn out by shows that are trying to cure society's ails yeah. by bringing this up as a discussion point or something like that. It wasn't trying to do that, mm-hmm. um, and so, but like any show from the late '80s, early '90s, even into the late '90s, um, there's some episodes you go, yeah, they're cringy.
0: At yeah,
1: points. yeah, but for the most part, I think it's done pretty well.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I, I will I will affirm and echo that um, the I think part of its ongoing appeal is that it does feel like a little bit of a reprieve because so many shows f- feel like they are now trying to make some sort of cultural point, mm-hmm. even if the show is a comedy show. There, there still feels like there's an agenda there. There's a there's a we, – we need to try to do our part to fix the world, mm-hmm. even in our little sitcom world of 23 minutes per episode kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that, that Seinfeld does not uh, – was under no pretenses of – we're just here to entertain.
1: And you say that as somebody who watched it live. Yeah. So, so there was no feeling like, oh, they're talking about this or they're talking no. about this intentionally. Or,
0: I think there was an episode. I, I remember seeing a discussion or maybe an interview where um, they were talking about different show ideas that got, you know, basically cut. Mm-hmm. And there was some discussion about doing a show about guns and 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 something connected to the NRA, and they decided. Eh, we don't need to do
1: that. The only the only one that I can think of is uh, they did an episode on abortion where where Elaine yes. was very pro-choice yes. and wouldn't date anybody that's pro-life. And then she found out this guy that she really, really liked. Yes. But that was more about the relationship right. than necessarily the political issue.
0: Right. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, and I think it's – to me it was also th- – that was more fascinating than anything because um, – you know, the sh- the show is set in New York. So yes. it's young, single, um, post-college, a little past, past post-college. So like we said, late 20s, early 30s, mm-hmm. living in New York City. And it's just interesting to see even how they indirectly uh, present the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have a – there was a, a pretty major character on there, Elaine's – on again, off again boyfriend David Putty. Yeah, yeah. Who um, was at, at one in one phase there claimed to be a born again Christian.
1: Yes, because and she found that out because she went into his car and found all the presets on the radio were to contemporary Christian music. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then she went in there and changed them all to test to see yeah. if if he would change them back. Right. And, and and he did. Yeah.
0: And I remember I remember that episode in part because. There's actually a pretty compelling scene where um, Elaine confronts Putty about this, about being a Christian, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm a Christian."
1: Uh, I believe. It's, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and and Elaine is mystified that he's that he's not trying to convert her.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And, and she's like, "Do you
0: basically do you believe in hell?" And he's like, "Yeah." You're going to hell. And she's like, don't you care that I'm going to hell? And, he, and like, it's just it's very interesting little oh, yeah. window into the – like it's funny to see a secular show essentially make the point that we often will mm-hmm. try to make in talking about evangelism of genuine care for people means that you're willing to have an uncomfortable conversation about a person's eternal destiny. Um, so just funny to see that from a – Obviously, very secular. Oh yeah, <laughs> angle. oh
1: yeah, um, very Jewish angle as well. Yeah, um, because the show is uh, one, one of the things. One of the feedback they got from the pilot episode is that the show is too Jewish. You know, Jerry Jerry's uh, Jewish heritage. I don't know that he practices, but uh, but the show takes takes place in New York City with with a very Jewish cast um, in it. Well, yeah,
0: I mean Jerry is Jewish, and Elaine lives in a building with a rabbi who's an occasional character.
1: Yeah, that that. that pops up and uh his dentist converts to yes. Judaism <laughs> for the jokes <laughs> for the jokes um Whatley. by the way did you Watley uh eventually became the, the Walter White on Breaking Bad did you have you made that connection see i've never seen breaking bad okay. okay. so um but
0: yeah now, now you you made it for me there yeah, yeah. that's yeah. interesting um and uh i think too part of what part of what make made that show was just the dynamics uh, between the characters, but you know Kramer was a fascinating character, mm-hmm. and um, loosely based on Larry David, who's one of the show's creators with with Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, loosely based on an actual neighbor,
1: yeah, that Larry David had, and, and that guy, if I remember the story correctly, created a bus tour around New York City called the Kramer Experience or something like that, yeah. and. Uh, Made a ton of money, which they then took into the show uh, and made uh – And I think there was some sort of lawsuit where where that guy
0: sued the show because he was being represented. Like basically he argued, this character is so clearly based on me and I'm not getting any sort of compensation for this. And I think he lost the lawsuit actually. But but anyway – yeah, that uh, I mean, Kramer is a fascinating character because it takes a while into the show before you even start to wonder, like, where does he work? How does he support when, what does himself? He do? Like, yeah. New York's not Winona Lake. Yeah, you know, it's not cheap to live in New York City. Where's his money come from? And yeah. then he sort of slowly comes out like he's living off some sort of settlement or inheritance or something like that. That, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I wanted to ask if you have any particular favorite episodes.
1: Um, yes, uh, I always enjoy, and the one I always show to people to introduce them to the show um, is the marine biologist.
0: I agree. I think that's uh, that's my favorite as well.
1: Um, so I always show that as like, if you want a good taste of Seinfeld, don't start at episode one because the first couple seasons are rough.
0: Season one is especially rough. I'm let's 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 side note on this. Let's let's chase this trail a little bit. Why is it that it seems like there's this pattern in comedy shows? Like I think of Seinfeld. Yep. I think of the Office. Office. Yeah. Even yep. Parks, Parks and, and Rec. Rec. Yep. Yep. Totally where agree. the first season is rough, and then and then it, it picks up steam, and by season like season two, you kind of get the, the the footing, and then by season three, it's like. This is the sweet spot. This is where we're yeah, at.
1: I I don't know why that is. Yeah, I I think maybe it's maybe it's trying to find space for the character to develop, to become its own, to figure out what's funny for the writers to find footing with the actors and the, and, and those sorts of things. But um, which just shows,
0: in fairness to like you know, TV networks and that sort of thing, when it comes to how do you decide whether to whether a show is going to be like a Seinfeld an Office or a Parks and Rec where it's um, – if we just get through a season or two and let the writers and the actors all get together mm-hmm. and figure it out, we'll hit this sweet spot where we've got this big hit. And where you just say, actually, we don't think that's going to happen. Let's pull the plug after a year. Like, I'm sympathetic to the making that decision.
1: Oh, I don't envy their position at all. Uh, I, I think you've got to see Glimmers you, you got to see glimmers of greatness like mm-hmm. uh like uh I think of The Office I think season 1 they had uh diversity day um which is not an episode you could film in 2021 no. by no. by any stretch no but I lose it every time I watch <laughs> just that part you know um the rest of the the rest of the episode is is pretty pretty rough um yeah but but that scene is just oh my goodness I lose it every time
0: yeah so anyway back to the marine biologist which was season 5.
1: Season 5, yeah. yeah. Um, so I enjoy that one. That's always the one that I bring people to, to be like, this is a good introduction of how a, how a good episode works itself together. See,
0: so he was angry that day, my friend.
1: <laughs> like an
0: old man trying to return soup in a deli. <laughs> um, uh,
1: and then I would also say, I don't know the title of the episode or, or anything, but um, the one with Keith Hernandez. Uh, <laughs> yes. be, being a big being a big Mets fan and yeah. Keith Hernandez is still on the Mets broadcast uh, team today, yeah. uh, the episode with Keith Hernandez, and every time it airs on TBS, he goes, oh, my Seinfeld episode must have aired on TBS. I got 40 bucks in the mail. <laughs> so he's getting $40 anytime that episode runs. Imagine how much money these people are making hand over fist. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. they're making so much money. Yeah. Um so uh, that one and then any anything having to do with George uh, and the Yankees. I I really enjoy them putting the Yankees forward as an inept organization. Yeah. Uh, that That's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I want to go back to the Keith Hernandez episodes. There's two of them. There's two. They yeah. go back to back. And it's just funny because I think that my guess is – I haven't looked it up. But my guess is that's probably like season three. That's just where it's mm-hmm. probably starting to really hit its stride. And the, I mean the premise is they meet – uh Jerry and George meet Keith Hernandez in a locker room at like an athletic club yeah, or something like yeah. that. And they see Keith Hernandez across the room, and Jerry and George are having this conversation of like, should we go over and say hi? And and uh you know George is like, what are you gonna say to Keith Hernandez? Like, come <laughs> on. And then Keith Hernandez comes up and is like, Hey Jerry, I want to introduce myself. I'm Keith Hernandez, I'm a big fan of your comedy. And George <laughs> is just like, you know, blown away. But then he gets into this awkward like friendship with Keith Hernandez. Where they're
1: like almost dating, like they're right. going out to dinner, it's like what yeah. who pays for this? You right. Know?
0: And even the like, okay, so he said he would call, but he didn't call the next day. And and then Keith ends up dating Elaine. Mm-hmm. And Keith asked Jerry to move or asked Jerry to help him move, <laughs> which is, you know, that's a that's a big that's a big step in a friendship. Yes,
1: yes. As is tile projects, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: but the – but arguably the best scene in those sets of series – in those sets of episodes is where Newman and Kramer are relating where they think um, – is it that Keith spit on them? Mm-hmm. OK. Mm-hmm. So – and and it's basically this spoof on the JFK movie. Yes. Um, you know, the whole second shooter and that sort of thing. It It, it is – that little section there is brilliant comedy. Yes. It's yeah. so well done.
1: Um, and Jerry, if you watch Jerry's face in that scene, he cannot hold it together. Yeah. Like he is losing it. Yeah. That whole time.
0: But that happens regularly. I know. There, there's a scene where if you look closely, I forget what episode it's in, but um, Kramer ends up um, smoking. Like he, ho- he he hosts a smoker's lounge in his apartment. Mm-hmm. And so he has uh, – in a, he has the effects of smoking for like multiple years in like to a two week period and so his <laughs> face starts to get all like tough and grizzled and and there's this scene where where Kramer and Jerry are interacting and and like i don't know how many times they tried to do the scene like the, i've have watched the you know like the bloopers and that sort of stuff and even the scene they went with like Jerry can barely hold it together when he's like trying to be serious about kramer's face being deformed like a catcher's mitt you know <laughs> uh
1: um one one other thought uh the characters or the actors the the four main actors um most of them stopped working after like i think they make enough money off of the show continually that I, like jason alexander has worked very little who played george
0: right um uh, Ju- Julia Louise Dreyfus is an exception. She yes, she's had yes. a, she's had an extended career after that. Not a su- not a super successful one. Like she had she's in uh, she's in a show she,
1: on HBO. Yeah, yeah she's a deep I yeah. Think. yeah yeah yeah. So, that's pretty successful. I don't. I mean, I don't watch, but
0: yeah, I don't know. And um, Michael Richards, I think, really hasn't done much. He played Kramer, uh, and then I think he he was still doing some of the stand up stuff. Yeah, and then he got into a little bit of trouble with some. Yes, uh, he did. Racial comments that he made. Uh, um, so yeah,
1: and and Jerry famously does not pay attention to to anything entertainment. Right, uh, but will show up to some events here and there. Yeah, and I remember a couple of years ago, you might remember this, where a famous singer runs up to him and goes, "Oh my goodness, Jerry Seinfeld, I love your comedy. Can I hug you?" No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nope. No thanks. Yes, he is.
0: He, he true true to his character on the show. <laughs> He is a he's not a hugger. Yeah, though one of this I wouldn't put this as my favorite episode, but it, it's a really good one. Is the one where um, Jerry suddenly gets in tune with his emotions because of a girl he's dating, <laughs> and he becomes this emotional wreck, which is kind of funny because he's famously you know not emotional and doesn't get emotionally attached to anyone, especially. Um, Women he was dating so.
1: mm-hmm.
0: my my other favorite episode is uh, Bizarro
1: Jerry oh yeah, that's a good one
0: and i I still show this in um in a lecture I do on parables mm-hmm. because it creates this alternative universe where uh, there's a group of friends that are the opposite of Jerry, George, Kramer, and Elaine. and they're actually you know good decent human beings. <laughs> but we should probably start wrapping up. But what were your thoughts on the series finale? Were you satisfied with how the show ended?
1: Um so so the series ended with them uh basically watching uh somebody get uh mugged. I think yep. I think it was yep. in Connecticut maybe and uh and them just sitting there laughing about it and then this guy takes them to court over a good Samaritan law that yeah. was passed that they had to protect. Um, right. And so they bring in all these character witnesses to, to come in and, and uh, testify. And so they're reliving all the episodes of the show. Right. Um, I was OK with it. I mean, I, I think it's very hard to wrap up a series.
0: Yeah. I, I was thinking back. How often do you find a series finale that you walk away with and go, nailed it? Like that, just that got it that that tied the show off on a nice little ribbon, and it met my hopes and expectations. It's yeah. rare; it's very rare. I yeah. was trying to think of one that I that I thought that, and I, I couldn't come up with one that I thought that really nailed the ending. I, I struggled to come up with one.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. I I thought Seinfeld did an admirable job with that, but yeah. I didn't think it did it uh, did it justice. Yeah. I will say over time it has grown on me
0: and here's why. I think it's grown on me because what it does is that it makes it clear at the end that these are terrible people. Mm -hmm. Like they're not good people. Yeah. And by parading back all of these different characters from different episodes where you're just reminded of, yeah, they made this funny but – I would not want to to be around mm-hmm. these people. They're terrible human beings. And I mean – so there is a fittingness of them ending the series incarcerated Yeah, on the basis of a good Samaritan law. So there is a – I mean there, there is a, a – there's a bit of that that you go, I can see how that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But in any case – um we should probably point out if you haven't watched Seinfeld, um there are occasional episodes with some content to be alert to. It's not pervasive by any means, but always a good idea to to, to be mindful of that. Some of the subject lines they, they tackle.
1: And- yep, yep. It's available on Hulu all seasons and all episodes. Yeah. So if you have uh if you have Hulu, check it out. Absolutely. Particularly yeah. if you're younger, if you're under Probably twenty five. You probably have. I know when I ask in class if students have heard of it, they haven't.
0: Yeah, and that's been one of those sort of generational markers oh, for yeah. me as I've taught. You know, I started teaching here in two thousand six, and I could ask how many of you have seen Seinfeld. Maybe not the whole, not the whole series, but you know, and a vast majority of students would have raised their hands. And now
1: it's just students with good parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: maybe, maybe twenty five percent. Yeah, at best. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has been fun. My, both my sons. Well, John, my oldest son, has watched through the series, in part because he always saw me watching mm-hmm. it, and one. And now that he's an adult, wants to like enter in and think a little bit more of. This is obviously something that my that that was valuable to my dad and this forms the basis of his humor and, and that kind of stuff. So, um, and and my son, Jake has watched, uh, some of it and I think they, it gives them a little better window into, I see a little bit more of your sense of humor through this, hmm. but in any case, uh, moving on from a show about nothing to our athlete for the episode, we are episode 81. So John, who do we have?
1: Yeah. 81. Um, Randy Moss. Randy Moss wore 81.
0: Yeah. Though, a caveat, he only wore that, I think, in New England. Okay. Okay. He was more well-known for 84.
1: Yeah. So maybe, maybe save him then. Yeah. Depends on who else. Has yeah, 84. let's see who else we got. Um, uh, Terrell Owens, um, fascinating human. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always, always entertaining. Um, you know, he went to University of Tennessee Chattanooga. Yeah. Did you know this? I think I
0: did know that, yeah.
1: And uh, it was the rumor – because when I lived in Chattanooga as a a young kid, my dad tells me these stories now. um, It was rumored around town that he thought he was going to UT Knoxville
0: (laughs) and showed up in Chattanooga (laughs) and
1: didn't realize uh, that – Different school. Yeah, very, very different school. Slightly
0: different scope of
1: college football. Uh, By the way, you know the UTC mascot? No. Uh, The the Mox, I believe – the mocks? I believe is short so. for like
0: moccasins? Like, no,
1: I thought it had something to do with trains, but now I'm having trouble <laughs> making the connection. I could be wrong. I'm sure Nate, Nate in Ohio will fact check us on this. So. Um, OK, so T.O., uh, Tim Brown, a uh, good wide receiver with the, the Raiders, uh, played across from Jerry Rice toward the yes, end. Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, this will appease our Indiana listeners. He is uh, a Notre Dame graduate and won the Heisman Trophy at Notre Dame in 1987.
1: And then finally, our Ohio State. Ohio State, State.
0: Uh, we've got uh, Nick Van tight end from 2011-2015, still is in the NFL, played for the Seahawks, the Steelers, Broncos, and is now with the Saints. He's had a, I'd say, a solid NFL career. Nothing where you're like, wow, he's amazing, but... The fact that he's still in the league, you know, just to play in the league—what six years—and and not just to be on a practice squad, but like actually be a starter, play consistently, uh, is is noteworthy there. So, okay, who do you like out of that list, John?
1: Uh, I'm probably uh, looking at Terrell Owens. That's probably who I who I'd go with. I, th- I think he was a lot of fun as a player. You're
0: going to upset our 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 fighting Irish contingent That's among okay. our audience.
1: I, I don't hear from them. They, <laughs> they don't come screaming at my door. So.
0: They might. They might. Uh, if you'd like to scream at his door, you can do so on Twitter, at Sloat underscore
1: John, right? Is that your? At John underscore Sloat. That's the other way. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. yes, the Chattanooga mocks. I got that right. But what is that short for?
0: Yeah. Or or what is a mock then? I I guess I don't know in that context. What is a a mock? What is a mock? Um, I I just remember Terrell Owens was the epitome of the diva wide receiver. He and Chad Johnson for the Bengals were sort of the uh, poster children for the diva. It's all about me. I want the ball. Keyshawn Johnson was another one. He's my one of the earliest ones. Yeah, yeah. Where it was uh, constantly complaining about not getting the ball thrown to him enough. Um, but I think the thing I remember most is, uh, I think he was with Philadelphia at this point. There was he was holding out. I think in uh, training camp, or maybe it wasn't training camp. There was a point where he was holding out, and. He did a workout in his, in drive, his driveway. Yeah, I remember this. With yeah, media gathered around him, and he's oh, cranking yeah. out reps on the bench press in his driveway. He was, he was quite the character.
1: So, okay, so the mocks, yeah, was the moccasins. Okay, um, but apparently they also go. Well, it also refers to the mockingbird. <laughs> so it seems like they're trying to like dance around. Uh, uh, some some naming issues, sensitivities. There. Yes, 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 indeed. So yes, the mascot is Scrappy, the Mockingbird.
0: <laughs> scrappy, that's great.
1: Because when I think Scrappy, I think the Mockingbird.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. All right, so we're gonna go with Terrell Owens.
1: That sounds good to me. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. There it is. And you can send your uh, objections over not picking Tim Brown to uh, to John Scott here. One thing we liked.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Los Primos. Uh, I went there for lunch yesterday. It is a local Mexican food place in Goshen that's set up like a Chipotle or a Codoba or a Moe's basically. So you you tell them what you want. You go down the line and you tell them to put it in. But it was all local. It was delicious.
0: Okay. Yes, indeed. And that's in Goshen.
1: Goshen, Indiana. Indiana. Los,
0: Los Primos. And we have received no compensation for that free promotional
1: uh, activity. But if you go, you will enjoy good food. So they can't go in and say,
0: "Uh, I heard it on the uh, various sundry podcast and get any sort of discount on their meal.
1: Nope, I don't think so. Okay,
0: all right, fair enough. I'm going to go with, uh, we are in a major home improvement season here. In addition to the kitchen reno that we're doing, the kitchen facelift, as we like to call it. Uh, This past week, we had new countertops put in in the kitchen, so we're very pleased with how those look. That's like phase one of a multi-phase project of, we're doing the tile this weekend, mm-hmm. we've picked out a paint color, we're painting the cabinets white, so it's, it's going to be a, uh, a a nice facelift to the kitchen there. But in addition to that, we had two small windows put into our basement mm-hmm. in that main television area, John. Yeah. So our experience of Sunday afternoon football, Saturday afternoon college football uh, is no longer going to be in a cave.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So very excited well, or, or, about or that. Or
1: without knowing the weather or the temperature or whether it's <laughs> right. light or dark exactly. you know, outside.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of a disorienting uh, experience. Um, though we still have our guest room in the back that has no windows, no mm, natural light. Lovely. So it is completely pitch black, dark. To the point where you turn the light off and you put your hand in front of your face and you literally cannot see it.
1: Yep. I've had that experience many times. Indeed. Yeah.
0: All right. So we have covered sports, NBA finals, Major League Baseball. We've talked about some Olympic stuff. We've discussed a show about nothing, Seinfeld. We've discussed various athletes, including and in landing on Terrell Owens, so get your popcorn ready there. We've talked John's new favorite Mexican place in mm. Goshen, Indiana, and home rental projects. And so I think, by definition, we have covered our various and sundry topics, and so it's time to call Mission Accomplished? I think so, yeah. All right. In light of that, all that's left to say is until next time. The Lord bless y'all real good. Later.